Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. Well, did we get the big-time four-star small forward that we were after that had us in his final three with North Carolina State and Georgetown? And is this injury bowl, infirmary bowl, whatever you want to call it, uh, game in Manhattan against Kansas State, does it have more massive updates? Well, unfortunately, I think so. So not only did we discuss yesterday that, you know, we probably weren't going to have uh, Jason Taylor the second. We're also probably not going to have Thomas Harper, who is the other safety in the back in there. Uh, we did go over a lot of the defensive backs that we'll be sprinkling because obviously now I, I definitely think that we keep Jabbar Muhammad rotated over at safety uh, and we work some more of these corners in. We, we seem to be a little bit more confident going that direction. From the K-State side of things, uh, it looks like their big-time linebacker, Daniel Green, is, is also going to be out. So does that make up for us missing Thomas Harper and, and um, you know, uh, Jason Taylor a second? I don't, you know, I, I don't think so. No, it doesn't. But he is, he is a stud, guys. He's their version of Kendall Daniels with a little bit more, you know, knowledge under his belt because he's played more games. He's a stud. So them missing him is a, it's going to be a big deal. Um, so hopefully that 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 does kind of alleviate some of the stress of us mis missing Thomas Harper uh, and Jason Taylor to the second. We seem to be okay at linebacker. Lamont Bishop, I guess, was hobbled a little bit, but seems to be fairly good to go. So our rotational linebackers seem to be pretty pretty squared away. Uh, did find out obviously that you know we have some deficiencies on the O line. Cole Birmingham's also out for the season. Um, they're dealing with a kicker issue. So not an injury issue, but their kicker is like one for four in his last, uh, last few attempts. So they're kind of, uh, I don't know, messing around to see if they can get their kicker, Chris Tennant, either figured out or somebody push him for a better job. Uh, Chris Kleiman did have an interview that, um, yeah, he definitely hinted at Adrian Martinez not playing, saying he didn't do anything yesterday. He's not going to do anything today. Um, you know, the likelihood of him doing something tomorrow is pretty slim. So people should just be aware and prepared that he most likely will not play. So I, I'm glad that he kind of, you know, I don't know, threw that out there because he didn't have to. I actually, I don't know that, you know, it was a necessity for him to do so, but nonetheless, it's good to know. He also did give a lot of appreciation for Spencer Sanders. Uh, clearly, it seems like the race for Offensive Player of the Year and or MVP of the Big 12 uh, right now is definitely between Spencer Sanders and Max Duggan. I think running back of the year clearly right now would go to Bijan Robinson, um, like we've already talked about. I mean, he's, he's a big deal, but... You know, their, their running back, Deuce Vaughn, is also a, a very big deal. So, you know, we're, we're going to be prepared. It, it is kind of unfortunate that both teams are dealing with a, a decent number of injuries. Like I said yesterday, we, we do have quite a bit more than they do, but their injuries nonetheless seem to be as significant or pretty, pretty daggone close. Um, another fun little thing I just wanted to touch on real quick about the K-State game. Guys, this is the second longest running series that we have after uh, Bedlam. 
right? We've been playing K-State since 1908. There have been some years, obviously, uh, gaps where we didn't play, but we're, we're overall ahead 42 to 26. We actually have a winning record in Manhattan at 19 and 17. Um, we're nine and 13 over the, over that stretch. And we're on three game winning streak right now going into Manhattan in Manhattan. Now Gundy's nine and five versus K-State and Chris Kleiman is 0 and three versus Oklahoma State. So yeah, the, the historical stuff of us both, both being a land grant school, which is basically a, a you know, the, what it, it was back then was to teach people how to basically do farming and pest control and, and things of that nature. So the commonalities there are pretty cool. The fact that, you know, we've both had big stretches where we were not very good. I don't think we ever, we know, I know we didn't. We never had a stretch as long as K-State. They legit went like 60 years of not being not being so hot. Um, but, you know, they, they do have some cool historical things like having Lynn Pappy Waldorf as one of their coaches, even though he did kind of pull a Lincoln Riley on him, skirt him in the middle of the night, run off to Northwestern. But, yeah, it's just, I think it's it's pretty cool um, how there is a lot of commonalities and we're going to be able to continue those. And those were just some of the, the numbers I thought that were fairly interesting. Uh, so the basketball side of things, guys, that's what we're, we're about to jump into. But uh, briefly, I, I, I did want to take this opportunity to talk about, uh, you know, some of the sponsor capabilities that, that we kind of uh, help people put forth. So to join me today, uh, apparently we have a... Sir Roderick John Lennon in the studio today. Sir, how do you personally feel uh, about you know security in general and just having the best the best amount of protection that you can physically possibly have? Well, I'm a man of not many words. I, I you know what? I, I don't mind that at all. So do do you have any insight into you know the the type of security and protection that is a necessity nowadays. What would you do if I sang out a hum tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't be John. I don't think this is... No... Hey, security, can we, can, can you help me out here? I don't think this is, I don't think this is 100% uh, accurate. Uh, I, yeah, guys, I apologize for that. Uh, well, actually, it, 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 this fits perfect. I should have had the upgraded Simply Safe package. Guys, you, you know, security and protection is, it's massively important, especially in today's society where things tend to get, slightly crazy in certain places at certain times and you want to have the utmost protection to avoid imposters like we just unfortunately had to deal with um yeah i'll get that squared away i'm, I'm glad this commercial or you know promo kind of kind of came down the pipeline because clearly i need it as much as you need it because not only does it come with the doorbell cam that is famous the, the sensors on all the windows. It has automatic activation of 911 for you. It has a safe word call. You have a silent panic button option. Uh, they got secret pins that you can send uh, to send messages. It, it even comes with potentially a key fob. Guys, 
it's limitless opportunities for you to protect yourself and your family from having people who have ill intent and or just imposters that, that unfortunately walk into your house and or studio. Be more protected. Go to Locked On. SimplySafe.com with the promo again, locked on college at simplysafe.com. Um, all right, so let's get to this. Guys, unfortunately, Dennis Parker Jr. did decide to choose North Carolina State over Oklahoma State in Georgetown. It's not a, a big blow, but to be honest, I think that a decent amount of fans thought that we had a pretty good shot at, at landing this kid. So we were we were pretty hyped up and pretty confident about it, and it didn't quite go our way. And with the scholarship limitations, um, much, much like the recruiting in football, the sky's not falling. Matter of fact, in basketball, even without getting him, we are still currently ranked number 11 in the country in our 2023 basketball recruiting class uh, with people like four-star Dell City, Oklahoma man Brandon Garrison, um, we've got the other four-star commit, Justin McBride, 6'7", power forward out, out of Dallas. Uh, we've got Connor Dow, who's also an Okie out of Broken Arrow, 6'6", six, six, uh, small forward. And he's the third-ranked Oklahoma prospect. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of things going our way. And then that's not even to factor in uh, Jamron Keller. And he's out of Kylene, Texas, 6'1", 190, combo guard. And his score overall, guys, his composite scores are phenomenal. He scores an 88. Connor Dow, 82. Justin McBride, 91. Brandon Garrison, 95. And then we just had uh, David Castillo, five-star, ranked number eight player in America out of Bartlesville, Oklahoma. So you know good and daggone well. He's got offers from anybody and everybody you could almost physically possibly think of. So we're going to have to beat out you know, the KUs, the Kentuckys, the Floridas, the Texases of the world to land him. But he was just in Stillwater, and all reports are he had a phenomenal time. Um, we actually had a concert inside Galgaraba Arena of uh, a rap artist named Waka Flocka, uh, a fun little tie-in there is uh, our only freshman for this upcoming season was Keon Williams, who was a very, very, very highly touted four-star as well that we had to fend off a lot of teams from. And you, we've already kind of covered that, you know, he could have left at any point in time when we got banned from postseason and all that crap fest went down from the NCAA. It, yeah, we could have lost him, and he he stuck. And then, during this concert at Galgrab Arena, he jumps on stage fearlessly and starts rapping. And I guess there's mixed reviews on how well it was, per se. But some of his teammates have even talked about how his transition as a freshman has been seamless. And he's earned the respect of the guys. And he's, even by uh, uh, Mike Boynton's words, he's going to get quite a bit of playing time, most likely, as long as he continues progressing as, as he is. Um, so yeah, David Castillo, the five-star, he had a really good time there. It was something pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, he got to watch the Texas football game while Boone Pickens Stadium was, was a madhouse going crazy. So, you know, everything went well. And being from Bartlesville, he's going to be, um, immersed in a lot of information on a consistent basis about Oklahoma State and the trajectory that we have. So if we land him, then we legitimately jump into at least the top 10 in recruiting, possibly even top five. And guys, this is not even to mention. To me, what the biggest get, in my opinion, 
right? Even though, you know, it, this was his first D1 offer, is Jalen Montanati. If that name sounds familiar, it should, because his dad, uh, Brian Montanati, was part of those epic um, Eddie Sutton teams in the 90s. And the kid's already 6'7", and it looks like his growth is going to continue. He was averaging 28 points a game and 12 rebounds a game last season. He's a 28... God. <laughs> He's a 28-point-a-game guy at 6'7". And he's obviously a legacy due to his dad. This is a must-get. I'm hoping upon all hope, upon all hope, that we can get Jalen Montanati because it not only gives us a really good prospect, right, but it also continues what I think the Oklahoma State you know, way uh, has been able to build in every single sport. We, you know, we've covered before how we've had brothers on the basketball team, we've had brothers on the football teams, we've had twins on the football teams. We're, we're this is something that we have found a, a, a niche, niche, yeah, sorry, <laughs> niche in. Yeah, the words are hard. I apologize, but we found a niche in getting these these brothers and these legacy types, just like we've talked about in football. How we have Rylan McCorders on the on the squad, and his dad's my favorite to ever watch do it. And then we also have uh, Kenyatta Wright's sons, Solomon and Elijah. Like, how cool is that? We've talked about Tylen Wallace and Trayson Wallace is still on the sidelines right now. As we speak, as a coach at Oklahoma State, we brought back J.W. Walsh. We brought back Greg Richmond. We, we got the Polynesian connection uh, from, you know, w those successful years in the past teams. It just, you know, it makes sense. It all ties together. This is how we've built Oklahoma State up. Do we still kind of have an inroad two with Jeremiah Johnson, 6'3 point guard out of PC North? I think so. Um, you know, we're going to have to fend off some people. And, and some of the percentages say that he's leaning more OU. But, you know, that would be a good guy to get. He's a really good facilitator, which is something that we have been lacking for a few years. Um, speaking of the last few years, this was the part of the tasty nugget I left you yesterday that brought you back today. So our players and, and coaches and whatnot in interviews recently have not been bashful or shy about, like I said, kind of to some degree throwing dudes under the bus. We had such a, I don't know, a difficult time last season, clearly. When you have a postseason ban, it it does it's gonna have a negative effect. Like there's literally no way around the fact that it's going to hurt your squad. Because why does every single player get into college basketball? To go to the final four. Right? So if you can't do that, it's it's gonna create issues. And we thought that even though it was gonna be difficult. We were going to be equipped to handle it due to the way we do our recruiting and the family bonds and, and so on and so forth. But apparently, there was a cancer that grew out of all that. And the locker room did, in fact, become divided. And it does shed light on the, the some of the surprises of the transfers, right? Like, you're, you're amazed that some of these people stuck it out, like, you know, Keon Williams, and Musa Sise, who was supposed to be a one-and-done and go off to the NBA, 
Um, he, obviously, he's, he decided to stick around. You know, Bryce Thompson uh, is going to be a wheeler dealer in the points department. Uh, and and it, it was cool to see that Oki connection. We had a lot of family ties and people that had been playing together since they were literally little kids all over the court. But again, I don't know. Somehow it got fractured. The locker room got fractured. And the massive surprises when people did transfer obviously now makes some sense. Like, there's no way that anybody would have ever thought that the Boone brothers would ever leave each other. They've been playing on the same team since they were, you know, literally three, four, five years old. There's literally nothing to indicate that they would ever separate, but that did happen. Keelan Boone left Oklahoma State. Caleb Boone decided to stay, which is going to make that Twin Towers thing uh, phenomenal to watch. Having Musa Cisse come back and having Caleb Boone come back and having Tyreek Smith in there, our big man rotation is going to be probably the most impressive it's been since the Eddie Sutton era. Like, no doubt. Uh, so it's funny that that they're not being, you know, so, or, I don't know, less forthcoming. Um, yeah, guys, when you had the Boone brother leave, it was huge. When you have another fellow Oki that grew up with the Boone brothers and played with them since they were little bitty kids, along with Bryce Thompson, Rondell Walker, it was it just blew my mind that he left. And then uh, Ice Isaac Likely, he was the catalyst, the the you know the gel, the glue of the team two years ago. And so you thought him alone was going to be able to keep everything squared away. And then you have Donovan Williams, who dealt with a few injuries, but he stayed loyal to the system. He stayed loyal to Boynton. He stayed loyal to the team. He stayed loyal to his rehab process. And then he leaves. It just, you know, it honestly it was it was head scratching, kind of like the baseball. We I've never seen that many transfers. I know in this era, it just yes, it's part of the gig. It is what it is. Um, that but it just it's it was surprising, and it's even more surprising now to have some context with it. It's even more surprising now to know. That there was a big fracture in the locker room. Yeah, we had the talent to win big games, but then we, you know, lose in head scratching ways. And the players right now are saying that everybody involved in the little clique that was, you know, kind of coming together, it they they be, they became selfish because they couldn't play in the postseason. Some people decided it was an opportunity for them to expand the role. Score more points. Uh, you have have better stats. Get yourself in a better position for maybe a draft or maybe a transfer. Instead of working within the system as a team, they had some people that did not do that. Now they haven't pinpointed who, but if you look at the players that left, especially the players that had those family ties, unfortunately, it it's sad that it appears that. Some of the you know the mainstays of, of our squad for so long were part of this uh, fracturing that obviously did some damage. And this season's going to be pretty telling. I would I want to say because I think it's fair to say that Mike Boynton is on his last leg. This you know this, this has got to be a make or break type season. We can't have another 
Travis Ford lingering issue. I'm not saying that Mike Boynton is. And clearly, again, getting the postseason stripped away from you and having to manipulate scholarships uh, the, the following season while having some difficulties with keeping your locker room together, like that's got to gotta weigh on you. And you, it's almost like he gets a pass, guys. Because, you know, I don't know. It, the recruiting this, this season right now looks so good. He almost gets a pass. If he gets Jalen Montanati, I would say he gets a pass. 100%. No doubt. For sure. Regardless of what he does this season. If he gets David Castillo, it's not even a conversation. Heck, we might even give him a two-year extension. Hopefully, again, it's not a Travis Ford situation because Travis Ford had massive recruiting classes and did nothing with it. But Boynton is is a great ambassador for the university. You know, we, we've touched on that a lot. And you'd, you'd almost hate to see him go. And if he continues with this recruiting class, then he ain't going nowhere. So we just need to grab some popcorn, sit back, relax, and see what happens. We should be fairly confident about this season being picked midway uh, into the Big 12, like picking fifth place, tied with Tech. Um, both of us, one of us too, Texas, us and Texas Tech, are going to make some massive noise at the top. We're going to cause some problems. We're going to create some issues in the deepest, baddest league in the country. You know, the Big 12 in basketball for the last, I don't know, what, four or five years? has been what the SEC is to football. It just, it has been. KU is not the only one carrying the weight either. That's, you know, one of the, the difficulties for us in football is the negative, you know, records um, in big-time games and big-time environments. And you don't always see that with, with you know, basketball. And when Galgaraba is just going crazy, it's all it is comparable to the fog. There's literally nothing you can say to, to, to change my mind unless you have something to back it up with. Because from what I can see and what I can find, we're up there. Matter of fact, there was a, a Richter scale test done on Galgaraba a long time ago, and I know for a long time it was the loudest. Uh, Richter scale reading in a, in a basketball arena. I do think the fog is past that and one other place. Maybe it was Duke, um, but we're still, you know, we're we're still in that that top three, top four range of the the loudest, wildest, craziest arenas in college basketball. It's you know we're, we had this campaign a year or two ago, bring the rowdy back, and it did grow a lot of legs. And all the talent we had coming back last year was just. You know, people were insanely excited. So to have it ripped away, you know, that's difficult. That's difficult to swallow. But I think I think we're going to be pretty good. Uh, I hope that's not the homer in me, you know. I hope that's not me trying to build something up that doesn't exist. But I don't think – and fifth, actually, is probably fair, right? Nobody knows really what we have. Everybody knows that we did lose some pretty – Pretty key pieces. Everybody knows that we only had one scholarship player to come in. But everybody also knows this recruiting class we got coming in as it sits right now, even if we don't get Jalen Montanati or David Castillo or Jeremiah Johnson, is still massive. So let's just build it up the right way, like we have been. And hopefully what built uh, Boynton has built up 
shows its its head this year. And hopefully he's working on some things like, oh, guys, I have some conditioning stories. Um, so they did what's called a, a boot camp. Apparently, obviously, you know, a lot of places do something like that on a yearly basis, as has Mike Boynton. But because of what transpired last season, evidently this boot camp was the hardest, most difficult thing that they'd ever done. Guys, you remember some of the Eddie Sutton stories when his team wasn't tough, tough enough? He would make them practice on the basketball court in shoulder pads and helmets, and he would make them practice hitting each other because they weren't tough enough and they needed to get more physical while also operating within the offense and being able to move effectively and slide and switch on the D. Apparently, this boot camp was like that. And every single person on the team, regardless of whether they came from high school or they transferred from small schools or transferred from other big-time schools, every single person has said that this boot camp was an absolute nightmare. And it probably would have been a lot easier on them if they'd have been hooked up with a bunch of Bill Barr. If you don't know who Bill Barr is, it's basically, from what I can find, the only protein bar that legitimately tastes like a candy bar. If you're trying to get big, you're trying to get swole, you're going to have some time now that winter's approaching us all to pump some extra iron within the house, but you also want a decent snack, we got you, boo, because right now... You can put the promo code LOCKEDON15 in for a 15% discount for Built Bar. The only logical choice for a protein bar that happens to taste like a candy bar. Again, that's LOCKEDON15 promo code for 15% off for Built Bar. Yeah, so let's, let's slide off of basketball just a hair um, before we, we all skedaddle on out of here together. I did want to hit on a couple things. Um, we everybody say a prayer. Um, you know, it, share it on on social media. We had an old president from Oklahoma State University, James Halligan, pass away recently. He served from 1994 to 2003, um, and he was kind of guy. He was at the forefront as a president when the transition of us becoming successful started. You know what I mean? He was there for some of the not-so-great times. But, you know, when, when my dad got us season tickets in 97, we were pretty successful with Tony Lindsay and, and Sean Love and some of some of those those guys from the, those days, even Alonzo Mays and obviously our Devin McCorders. You know, we had we something going, right? And before he handed the keys to the kingdom over to Mike Holder, he... He did a lot for the university. So I think everybody just take a moment, uh, share condolences, um, you know, shoot a prayer up to the big fella. He died at age 86, and he, he did a lot of things for the beginning of the uptick of Oklahoma State. Um, another thing I wanted to cover real quick was, if you haven't seen, the baseball uh, conference schedule just got released. Um, we we won't dive too far into it because they don't have you know the rest of the schedule and everybody's still doing a bunch of scrimmaging. We will get into some of the summer ball stuff. We did have a lot of Cowboys receive a lot of awards uh, in the Cape Cod League and other summer summer leagues. But uh, the schedule, we get to head to Texas Tech to start our first series of the Big 12. We come back home. We have a series with Baylor at home. We have a series with Texas at home. 
Uh, then we go back on the road at TCU and then at Kansas, and then we end the conference series in Norman. So I think that 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 is pretty cool and it's worth mentioning because you know Norman is something that's been new for the longest time. We played neutral site games, so this going back from Stillwater to Norman thing, it's a shame if we don't get to see more of it because it, it just kind of started recently. Playing on campus is, is really awesome. So that's a good way to end it because we typically end the season in football with Bedlam because of all the implications on a year-in, year-out basis. Um, and what they did last year in baseball had a massive run. We lost one of our top middle relievers to OU, which is something you don't see every day. So that'll be fun. Hopefully, Cale Davis pitches against us and we get to blast a bunch of bombs on him. That, that would be uh, epic. Um, but anyways, guys, let's, let's tune in uh, for this 2.30 kickoff. This is ridiculous. We keep getting these top 25 games, uh, and they're 2.30 kickoffs over and over and over again. It's just, it's dumb. It, it is what it is. Uh, hey, congratulations, wrestling. We look like our recruiting. The wrestling's picking up. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into that more way, way into the future because there's a lot of things we got to get fixed there. But it's all possible. Any boohoo, guys, tune in for the next one. I love you all. God bless. Go, folks. Thank you for stopping by. Your source for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. Locked on Oklahoma State. See ya.